What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers with a Shot of Middle Talk Superheroes, movies, CD, video games, comics, anime, action figures, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker, Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. 40th episode. 40th episode. What an episode for the band to get back together. <laughs> what an episode. Why we're reviewing what we're reviewing. Don't ask. Just uh, go along for the ride. How was your know. weeks, guys? What you been up to? I've been traveling, so I've been watching a lot of garbage content. So there's a show on a uh, There was a show on a called Adult Adopting Adults that they've since pulled off the air and scrubbed the airwaves of, of any existence. But it is a train wreck, and I wish I could watch the rest of the season. I need to figure out how I can get the rest of the season. Long okay, story short, it's these older people that adopt an adult to become their child, their don't you know their, their their kid. And you know, one couple, this this lady, she's a college professor, and she saw something in this girl who had a broken came from a broken home, is adopting her, and it's wholesome and great. Cool. One couple, the dude adopt he met some chick from Austria who's pregnant, brought her over, and just mad creepy with her. And that's the reason why they canceled the show, because the dude's intentions are very, very great. And then in one in like the last one of the last episodes, he's like, Yeah, you know, we tried this before. But I adopted an 18-year-old girl, but I had to kick her out because I started developing feelings. So, you know where this... Where, where, where oh, I've seen a clip of that dude. Yes, yes. Very yeah. creepy. Yes, Very it's creepy, super guys. creepy. So, it's like a it's train wreck. Genre adjacent, but it's it's, it's horror. It is, horror. <laughs> it is. Exactly. <laughs> Jack, what's up with you, man? Well, I watched Free Guy this week. It's taken me quite some time to get around to it. Y'all... I enjoyed it. It was fun. It is definitely our genre, uh, and it's a fun movie. I got Elden Ring, the video game I've been waiting for, and man, this is one of those frustrating-ass games where if you die, you lose everything, but if you can get back to where you died, you can get it back, but if you don't get back to where you died, mother effort, you lose everything. So, you know, it's very much like... uh, Neo, it's very much like uh, um, Dark Souls. It's it is one of those games where you really need the time to to dedicate towards it to get good at it, so you're not just screaming and throwing your controller the whole time. And by you or we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm reading Volume Three of East of West. That's that steampunk dystopian world uh western comic i've been reading so now i'm into volume three and last thing i finished volume two where the f that thing go of the department of truth now anyone out there who's not hip to this comic i've said it every time i've talked about the comic the department of truth is a phenomenal it's just fantastic read it's so much fun it's interesting it's fresh it's innovative it's different and if you have not read the department of truth i highly recommend checking it out that's been my week nice week rich man what you been up to what you been up uh, to nothing you been up to something i started watching sword art online again well this too uh pretty much breeze through that whole seat well yeah season two and i'm like one episode left because there are two other seasons i guess that are out that i i somehow missed i don't know why but um i need to i need to get caught up and get onto these other two uh what else just my usual my weekly joints um a little blackish here a little uh, uh grownish not genre adjacent but it's good <laughs> i was like grownish that's a new anime i don't 
No, 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 none of that. You know, you know none of that John and Jason, but it's, 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 you know, it's part of my watch list. It's good. And uh, yeah, I've been getting into um, uh, the Witch Queen on Destiny Two, and that's what, oh, oh, Horizon, Forza Horizon Five. I started playing, downloaded it. Pretty you know, good. Yes, yeah, on Game Pass, and uh, yeah, enjoy it. That. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's car stuff. I always yeah. enjoy car. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, me, man. Well, first I picked up some stuff I haven't read, right? But I plan to. I uh, got the the last book of a uh, issue of Robin and Batman. These are nice. dope, Chris. You'd really enjoy this. That looks that cover looks fire. Covers fire. The story from his point of view, like in issue two, he gets he like Batman says for like your birthday or whatever. I'm taking you to the Watchtower so you can meet the Justice League. And then he goes there and he's like he sits with the sidekicks. They kind of go on this kind of kitty adventure, sneaking out. And you kind of read it, and you're like, oh, man, it lost the groundedness of the first issue. It was like a real story. And then Batman's with him, and he says, so what did you find out? And Robin's like, well, I can get rid of Kid Flash because he's insecure, and I can play on that. Wonder Woman, she needs gratification. Wonder Girl needs gratification, so I can play on that. And um, Speedy, he's totally arrogant, but you can tell that he needs attention. So, like, he sent Robin there to figure out how to break down all the sidekicks. I was like... Okay. Well freaking done. So this is a dope comic. And then uh, Icon and Rocket, yo, okay. if you're not getting on this milestone, get on it. These are dope. These are dope. And we're recording this February 27th, so it's still Black History Month, so get on this. Uh, static, static shot, freaking right. dope. And of course, Radiant Black. And I got to get that joint, that new joint that dropped with the, the crossover. I think we posted it on Instagram. Super recently. massive. Yes, I got to get yeah. that. That's what she said. Hey, oh. Hey, Hey, hey. <laughs> and then, man, I haven't seen y'all. So, yeah, I watched I watched Reacher. It was cool. I thought your review was exactly my thoughts, pretty much. Um, okay. His teeth were, were rich. You're right. His teeth were extremely perfect and white for a hobo. <laughs> as well as his right. shaving haircut. <laughs> and I don't know where he's getting these clothes from thrift stores. He's like 6'5". Yeah, look, I, I didn't know if you picked it up from the context, but he's tall. He's oh, very tall. Yeah. Yeah, he's very he's a very tall guy. He's very tall. I don't know if you, I don't um, know if you realize that. And then uh freaking, you know, uh Peacemaker. I mean, come on, man. That's a show yeah. we didn't deserve. We didn't deserve that yeah. goodness. Yeah. It was better than it had to be. Um and then, you know, you guys have been dipping off to like genre out of genre stuff. So yeah, Euphoria has been messing my whole mind up. Oh, oh man. And that's tonight. <laughs> oh man. Euphoria gives me a panic attack. Literally, my heart was racing that one episode. I won't talk about it because this is not what we cover. But yeah, uh, that's been my week. I'm in Texas visiting family, so I haven't gotten to do too much, but I got to watch some stuff. So that's my... Oh, I, and Jack, yeah, I watch Free Guy. Dope. Dope. Yeah. If you like open world video games, like that is a movie for you to watch. Like, and, and think about all those non-playable characters you was killing off in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like they have feelings yeah. too. <laughs> Oh man, great. Yo, Chris, I got a question for you. What's that, Lawrence? What do Daredevil and Scarlet Witch have in common? Hmm. What do Daredevil and Scarlet Witch have in common? They both lost their vision. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ooh, that was, uh. Wow. <laughs> wow. I Dark appreciate enough. that one, though. Dark I enough like to make Chris appreciate it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is Jack frozen? I can't uh, tell no, I've, he I've heard a show. better version of that joke. I'm trying to remember how it went. Jack, I've been listening to you editing our bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. I don't know what you've you been making them better. Better bad jokes. 
Tell me how you've been making, especially the last one. I mean, the last one was the so Flash nice. hit. The Flash, on, the Flash worked. The Flash does work. It was a better bad but, joke. Listen, I can't help it. It comes natural to me to fix things that are a little glitchy. You're right. Well, let's get out of this segment. We'll go down the street and go right at the light, a left at the corner, and now bring us to the collector's corner. Show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something off our bookshelf, something out of our video game case, and showcase it to the world. It could be sentimental or worth millions of dollars. What do you guys got? I'm going to go first. No, I'm going to go first. Ooh. Take it, Rich. Um, I got a small package this week. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I received a parcel this week. Yeah. And, and um, it was from our very own uh, Shot of Milk. Ooh. And my man got me Grogu. And like a small ass Grogu. Like, look at the size of this guy. Oh, man. That's a little fetus Grogu. <laughs> Thank you, Jack, by the way. I was I was kind of like holding it. That's but, cool. Yeah, look at the joint. My man is articulating. Like, you can move his arms. You can move his head. Um, move his head. You can move his hands. Like, what? Wow. And he has feet. And you can move the feet around. That's cool. That's it's cool. freaking wild. I'm like, I need, I need to find the size um uh equivalent to two. I think the three point, four, the, four. the three and three quarter inch figures will fit with Maybe. that. Maybe, but yeah. also he comes with these little things which I'm scared to take out. But um, oh damn, they are so small. And it's like messages all over the package saying not for small children. But um, it comes with it comes with the, the little knob that he had, which I I've now lost on my desk. Um, a bowl and one of the little frog things that he eats. Yeah, oh, shoot. But, Definitely not for kids, people. Don't do not buy this for your kids. <laughs> Super small stuff. But yeah, I thought it was pretty freaking awesome. Like I was I was pretty pretty shocked at this. Thank you, Jack, once again. Good well, job. Man, well you uh you showcased the uh you had a Mando figure and he seemed a little naked without his Grogu. Um all right, what I'm showcasing today is a little bit out of my Spider Man vault collection. Uh. Um, which there might have been a more appropriate time to show these, maybe when we were talking about Spider-Man. When the biggest superhero movie of all time came out. <laughs> but whatever, I'm showing them now. <laughs> this is my Amazing Spider-Man number 55. We got a real classic Doc Ock cover. Nice. In yeah. uh, in mint condition, it goes for about 10 grand or so. Mine is not mint it's not mint um but it is in surprisingly good condition for as long as i've had this one so just a couple um, grand just a, just a few thousand dollars maybe maybe something um this is my <laughs> spider woman number one wow and so we'll probably never actually see her in a live action version i think we'll get silk before we get her but it's a pretty cool comic, um, and I'm so glad to have it in my collection. You know what, Jack? And then the... you'll, get, you'll get Silk, but the movies will just call her Spider-Woman. But she'll, everything about her will be Silk. They'll probably call her Silk. Spider-Woman's a big, better branding. Yeah, but we're living 2022, and it's time to diversify a little bit. So we'll probably get Silk. Or it'll be a black and... Spider-Woman. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you could give us Miles Morales and Silk. I mean, uh, but, you know, uh, in all fairness, we don't want to diversify too, too much. Spider-Woman is tough because it's hard for her to fight crime and make sandwiches at the same time. Wow. Okay. Misogyny. 
when we got canceled. Thanks, Chris. So good to have you back. Glad to be back. <laughs> and the last comic I'm showing is The Amazing Spider-Man number 87. It's a cool cover, but what makes this super special is oh. you might recognize that yeah. little thingy oh. on the side. Yeah. All right. It is signed by Stan Lee. Wow. And I got my cert. And it's not one I take out and finger, Chris. <laughs> you keep these ones. <laughs> Uh, I think all my comics. That's how they know they love this. That's how they know I love them. Um, oh, so those are my show and tell items this week. Sick, Jack. Sick, sick. Nice. Chris, what's up with you? I got uh, still unpacking, still cleaning up, but I got my Mighty oh. Morphin Power Rangers Megazord nice. with the Green Dragon Zord on top. And once I once I find it, I do have a uh, Titanus. I think the yeah, I got that too. Yeah, it's inside. So. Is that right. from? Is that the original? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. All right. Ninety-three. You do you want it? You want to keep it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I bought this Titanus and like the spaceship one for fifteen bucks at a garage sale. Oh. Wow. Yep. Mm, nice. All right. That's cool. That's sick. Chris. How, how much did I go for? I have no idea how much they were. This one's pretty decent. The decals, if you look up close, the decals are, are, are in good shape. Yeah. Mm. Whoever had this did not play with it too much. No. It should be. Yeah, but when they, I guess when they, they were away at college, when they came mm. home from college, they, just, they discovered that their childhood has been ruined. So <laughs> Their parents sold their toys. Happened to me. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. But um, I'm at my parents' house right now, and there are a bunch of toys they didn't throw away. Now, this is going to be a, a, I have a bunch of stuff here because I'm not bringing this all back to Los Angeles, but I want to show you some stuff that I had from my childhood. First up is a few of my Michael Keaton Kenner Batmans from the uh How are you not taking those home, Lawrence? Yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm taking them home now. <laughs> <laughs> home now. So <laughs> you got the gold one and then the, the Arctic Freeze one. I don't know where his thing is. And then the Aqua one. Back then, Batman had a suit for every occasion with them toys, man. He That's did. how they got to buy more toys. Oh, man. And it worked every time because at least the accessories were were, were, were um, specific. And then Rich gave me this toy when I was a kid. I wanted this so bad. I don't know how he got it, but he got it because his mom did a mail away with something, Macy's or something. And Rich gave me this when I was a kid. A Clark Kent uh, oh, suit. Yes, I gave that to you, or my mother gave it to you. Like you gave wow. it to me. Did I? Yeah, because you don't care about. You didn't care about. Superman I did. Like I did not. I remember getting that in the mail. And I did not care about it. You, I don't, I don't, that one is so right good. <laughs> so. You gave me this Clark Kent action figure. From the you got to des des describe that one a little bit. Ah, uh, man. So basically, you got Clark Kent in a blue suit, red tie with black stripes, which is pretty much was like that was his get up in the 80s. Glasses, and it doesn't really work anymore, but he used to be able to squeeze his legs and his, and his arms go. Um, and pretty faded. Played with it a lot, but it's still in pretty freaking great condition. And I can't wait to take this home to Los Angeles. That figure is worth eighty-five bucks loose as it sits right now. Mm. This faded? Yeah. Bye, bye, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Next up, I got my Kenner like Batman Returns Batmobile. I remember that? I remember that. Yeah. It's so sick. I love this Batmobile because I felt like Batman should not have a Batmobile that looks like a bat. It should be more clean, more look like a sports car. And this is dope. It's the one where if you pull it back, the sides come out and the missiles come yeah. out of the side. 
That's and it's dope. also you have a changing. So you put the figure in. When you pull the thing back, the seat changes. You have Bruce Wayne changing into Batman in this bad boy. Uh, sick. I, this this car got a lot of play. A lot. I of remember play. that. Shoot. Since we're talking about Batmobiles, superpowers. Ooh, I remember that one too. Batmobile. This is the joint. It's a convertible. It's that blue Batmobile for y'all 80s heads. You know what I'm talking about. It has the, you pull the trigger and the front like battering ram pops up with the grill. Yes. Uh, you pull the thing and then like a trap comes out the back. And then um, you got something in the front where you pull it and like the headlights come up a bit. Um, it's amazingly detailed. It looks similar to uh, the 1966 car. But it's the one yeah. from the comics, so it's blue and it's dope. It's got the Batman decals on the sides. This is coming home, and it's in pretty decent condition for a wow. kid that played with his toys. I remember playing with that car with you in Mom's house on Forest Avenue in the salon. Oh man, dude! Last but not least, my last thing. You see the T-shirt I'm wearing? I'm wearing a Ghostbusters T-shirt. Sister got it for me for Christmas. Shout out Jacqueline. This is not coming to Los Angeles. What? Yeah, I'm not that. You have to because you ha- because you have Winston. He owns it now. You're right. <laughs> I don't know where it's gonna go. I'm holding my Ghostbusters firehouse with pretty much all its accessories except for like the containment unit and stuff that was inside. It has the Ghostbusters sign on the side, the doors. You look inside here; it's in pretty great condition. You see the fire pole. This playset got a lot of play, man. A yep. lot of play. This I, I can't. I have nowhere to put this. I don't even know how to shit, bring this with me on a plane, Chris. This is staying here for now. That is my collector's corner. Thank you for your patience. Didn't you have Grayskull? My mom said she didn't throw it away, but yeah. I haven't seen it in 26 years. <laughs> she threw it away. She threw it away. She threw it away. <laughs> she threw it away. I had I had Snake Mountain too. Jack. Chris, your uh, your show and tell item reminded me of something that happened that? to me this week. I was taking a bike ride up what I call hell hills and my friend calls cardiac hills because you basically want to die coming up them. And I saw some signs for a uh, estate sale. And so I pull off to the side and I was looking around and Lawrence, I saw this yellow ranger helmet up on the shelf. And I said, because I figured, hey, I'll pick it up and I'll give it to my buddy Lawrence. And so I said, are you selling the ranger helmet? And the girl looked at me and she smiled kind of funny. And she goes, no, I'm I'm not selling that. I go, oh, it's such a cool thing. My my friend would die. And she goes, well, I played the Yellow Ranger in, in one of the series. And so. Uh, what? Shut up. I know. I know. And so I was so like we just sat there chatting it up for a bit she didn't sell me the helmet she she is moving um but it was funny my neighbor relatively close to my house within like five ten minutes is the yellow ranger or do, one do, of the yellow rangers do you, know, do you know which do you know which one yeah she was the yellow ranger in the mega force series her name is cara hannah cara mm. hannah and I'm actually I'm gonna send you a picture right now, so you have it. So she's um, of the more recent time. Yeah, she was one of the more recent ones, and I instantly identified her helmet as a Yellow Ranger helmet, although it is different. And you'll see from the picture that yes. it's similar oh. but different. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all fairly similar. Playable character in the Power Rangers video game. Yeah, and I actually uh, took an acting. I was in an acting class. I was in an acting studio with the actress who played the Pink Ranger in this series so how about that that's pretty cool man and 
This was dope because this is where this is one of them series where every time the Power Rangers get new costumes within the season. So she probably got two. Yeah, she's being greedy. She got two of them Yellow Ranger helmets in there, Jack. She could have gave you one of them. She could have. Is it Kara or Sierra? Sierra, Hannah. Okay, I'm like that looks like Sierra. My Are you dancing Sierra right now, Rich? My goodness. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sierra Hannah. My goodies. My goodies. <laughs> great picks, guys. Great picks. Jack, great almost pick up, but that story's fantastic. I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. Guys, this is crazy, man. We are entering a time where PC culture is really like starting to fundamentally affect storytelling. Ugh. And Colin Farrell said he had to fight for the Penguin to smoke a cigarette in the Batman. And the wow. studio said no. He says, I can have it unlit. They said no. Just let me have it unlit. They said no. He's like, a bunch of 12 years aren't going to start smoking cigarettes because the Penguin is. They said no. It's so like the Penguin in this very gritty, almost rated our Batman film where there's violence all over the place. Can't smoke a cigarette. I sell toys, man. Well, it's the freaking Penguin. It's a bad Iconically guy. Iconically got a thing. You, you know, at least they let them have weapons. They could be running around with crowbars. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Better be careful. <laughs> As of listening to this, like I said, we're recording this on February 27th. By the time you listen to this, the Batman will already be out. But Bat and the Sun, they make amazing superpower beatdowns, amazing short films. They are like crazy Batman fans. They went on record saying the Batman is better than any Nolan Bat film. This and No Way Home are some of the best superhero movies we've had in the last decade. Ooh. Bold statement. Bold freaking statement. Charlie Cox said he sat in a the theater with a bunch of people watching Spider-Man No Way Home, anticipating his cameo. His cameo shows up, and the audience was silent. <laughs> and it kind of hurt his feelings a little bit. <laughs> in my theater, Charlie? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. we went crazy. Charlie, oh, yeah. Hey, Charlie, if you're listening to us, you and all eight of our other listeners, brother, we was going crazy in the theater <laughs> when you showed up. And, my friend, you showed up so early in the movie, we knew, we knew that they were they were they were holding us back they were teasing us with the, if we were i was like if this is the first thing you're giving us oh my god where did this film go yo why are we just let's forget talking about texas chainsaw massacre and let's go back to talking about spider-man no way home and we let's give boxes due we might have to let's get through the rest of the news so marvel's gonna publish a mandalorian comic book miniseries this june which is gonna be pretty okay. freaking dope yep. i need to pick that up um paramount is developing a beyblade film with jerry bruckheimer awesome I they played the movie that. huh I can't wait for that. It's gonna. It should be pretty cool, man. Uh, Rich, okay. you're not sure. I mean, I, I, yeah, I never was into Beyblade, so you know. It's gonna be a live action, though, right? It's got to be live action. Yeah, live action for sure. Oh man, spinners and all. We'll see, man. Spider-Man No Way Home is gonna hit digital release in March, uh, in April. So we are and, talking about it. Yeah, we are. And if, if you can already see clips of it, the behind-the-scenes photos with the guys pointing at each other and playing around in their costumes, and it just seems like it's an amazing time uh, on set. Um, very dope. Yo, Xbox, uh, Xbox Game Pass is losing some games. 
next month or this month by the time you're listening to this. Rich, Game Pass is losing up to like six games, man. They're losing possibly Hypersonic Outlaw, Killer Queen Black, Stealth, Inc. 2, and Sump Tahu Luna Knights. No, not Sump Tahu Luna Knights. Who? <laughs> Luna Knights. You sound like, like indie games. Like, okay. And it's, and, but we, we also might, Titan, Titanfall might also oh. be dropping later on and not this month but they're expecting titanfall to be possibly uh, being released um down the line well save it on your hard drives now people so they already said that we're gonna get some new pokemon games it's been revealed that we're getting pokemon scarlet and a pokemon violet games the next yeah. generation of pokemon games was announced during sunday's pokemon presents in february Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Y'all can go to IGN.com to check out more of a few Pokemon fans out there. They're dropping new Pokemon content and Pokemon characters. Now, I've been binge watching Daredevil on Netflix just because my wife and I weren't watching shows together because she's been so busy and I can't keep watching Ozark without her. So I need to watch something gritty. So I said, let me just watch Daredevil. Then I heard it's leaving Netflix. So I'm like, I really got to watch this again. And I'm sitting through Defenders so I can get to season three. But then I was relieved because this month in March, all those shows are going to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Officially. Which is dope. What does that say about the future? That's what I'm curious about. Well, Charlie Cox has already said that he is definitely playing Daredevil. Now, I'm surprised, actually, that they're going to Disney Plus. I would have thought, since Disney also owns Fox, which is Hulu, that that's where some of their darker stuff could go and live. You can put the Punisher on Hulu if you want to bring it back or even re-air it. But they're all showing up. March 14th, we're getting all those shows on Netflix. And then March 30th, we're getting Moon Knight. So it's almost like they said, Here's all the gritty, dramatic, violent stuff. Here's Moon Knight for you. So hopefully that's showing us that Moon Knight's going to be what we want it to freaking be. That's the news, baby! That was the news. Stop smiling, Jack. It's time for a debate. Let's get ready to rock up. February 27th. By the time this comes out, the Batman will be out. We've already seen it, but we haven't seen it yet. So I want to know, when this thing gets a trilogy, and it will, if not more, given the tone that we've seen so far in these trailers, what are some of Batman's villains you would like to see in the sequels? Give me three, give me why, and give me who you would cast them as. Ooh, ooh let me take, let me start this off, because I got Oh, talk. Chris, come on. Don't say nothing crazy. Are Resident now. Batman guys going to go first? Yep. So you better set first, the bar, my friend. You yep. So my first, my first choice. I'm gonna set it high, Jack. Don't worry. Mr. Freeze, played by Warner Herzog. Okay. I, got, I, mean, I don't know what that is. I got, yeah, I, I don't know actors like if that. If you so. heard his voice, if you 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 don't, yeah, you yeah. may not know him, but you definitely know his voice. His name? Warner Herzog. Yeah, he was in the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, wasn't he? Yeah. He was in he was a Mandalorian. The first season of Mandalorian. Yep. He's, He's phenomenal. A very very oh, very okay, good voice. Okay, Okay. And a distinctive cadence. I, I think he could play a, a smart and calculating Mr. Freeze. I think it would be awesome. How would you handle this power set? Like, how how much would you lean into? How far would you go with that? So the actor is older, so I would have the suit be a life support system for him. And uh, he, he obviously he still has the the cold powers. So I would I would I would lean into I would lean into it hard. I think you can lean into it hard and still have Mr. Freeze, but without be, it being cartoony. Very, very much Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series actually brought Mr. Freeze from like a like a polka dot man caliber villain to yeah. a to a to a you know a respectable villain. So but I would, would like you like? But would, let me. I want to. I want to play with. Uh, no, because 
I'll save it because Mr. Freeze is one of mine. Okay. Good. No, I'm going to save it. Give me your next two, man. You got okay, two. next two one is a tie played by the same actor. I can take either or. Calendar Man or Professor Hugo Strange played by Christoph Waltz. I think you know, I'm about to give you a flag for Calendar Man, but Christoph Waltz playing Calendar Man? <laughs> but Hugo. Hugo Hugo's Strange great. Dope, but can we get... We're not going the monster route. We're not that far. We're not it that doesn't, It doesn't really here. have to be monsters. It could just be him doing experiments, him mistreating people. Him. It could be anything with Hugo Strange. Yeah. My only issue yeah, with Calendar Man is... Is he he's similar, not gimmick, but he works similar to the Riddler in a, in a very calculating kind of like we gotta get a little bit, right? It depends. It depends how he takes care of Riddler, and this guy could just be, you know, he could it could be Long Halloween, just murdering people, and then it, it could just be dope. So I think it could, I think I think it could work. That's fire, man. Well done. Okay, next. I don't know how we. This is without seeing the movie, obviously, but. I would love to see Phantasm played by Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she could. I think she could deliver. Flag on the play. Explain. This ain't she supposed to be Bruce's age? Jamie Lee Curtis is mad old. No, she could be Robert older. Robert Pattinson, like that's supposed to be. Yeah, like but he was older. She was older in Mask of the Phantasm. No, she wasn't. Oh, that was a flashback. It doesn't matter. He could. He could still work. It doesn't matter. Which 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 movie do we have that should have Phantasm flashback when she was older? It was an animated uh, movie. Like Batman Beyond, right? No, was Justice it? League. Justice League. Was it Justice League? Maybe. But it'll be... way, it's gotta be Patton, around Pattinson's age. All right, fine. Pick someone younger, but it'd be good to have a strong female villain. Phantasm would be dope. Dope. I ain't mad at you. Who um, wants to go after that? Are you wait, 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 wait. You're done. I got You're done. You can't take all of them. Uh, wait, wait. Honorable mention Andy Serakis for Man Bat, and then not in. Batman 2, but maybe 3, or if there's one after that, Pedro Pascal as talent. Okay, uh, Man, Man Bat, we just gotta see how far this movie goes. That might hit the line mm. of a mutated bat flying around. I didn't say primary villain, just a secondary villain. But I don't know if this world can accept a monster bat flying around. We gotta see how far the line pushes. This world accepts what I say it accepts, Lawrence. Alright, okay, okay, okay. So does anybody else want to go after Chris named every Batman villain? <laughs> yeah, right? I say three. Yeah. Okay, I got a tie and honorable mentions. Um, I'll go because my list is meh. But anyway, I want to see the Ratcatcher 2. Played by Idris Elba. No. <laughs> Cast everyone the, as Idris Elba. The, the Ratcatcher 2. Played, uh, I'll take the, the original, well not the original, but the Ratcatcher 2 from Suicide Squad. Daniela M- Melchor? Melchor? But you want to put her in Robert Pattinson's Batman movie? Yeah, why not? Keep going. Why not? Why not? I don't know if the the tone, the genres work together. How you know? You haven't even seen the movie yet. You're right. I just didn't get <laughs> yeah, You see how close I'm to the mic. Explain yourself. you really close. I'm, you're uncomfortably close to the mic. Mm, that's right. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Where's this list going? Yeah, I got um, know. Black Mask. Okay. Um, I chose Brad Pitt because I, I I think I saw an animated one where the Black Mask was kind of conceited. He was like a pretty boy, but I could have made that up. But if not him, then Milo Ventimiglia. Oh, from This Is Us? Yeah. He's not actually, that would work. Chris, he almost got your geek card revoked. He's yeah, from Heroes, dude. Milo? <laughs> yes. He's from Heroes. We don't go yeah. This Is Us first. We go Heroes. It's like, this Look, is I grabbed the most recent content, bro. Okay. That's a man what? that watches television with his wife right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, and I'm I'm gonna go back to to a villain that already popped up on screen because I want to see him back again, Bane, and I want to see Tom Hardy doing. I like the Bane. I like Bane. You like? I like, Bane. I like the Tom Hardy Bane. 
I want to see him just, do 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 the bang and then maybe you know juice him up a little bit. Give him a better. Yeah, actually have the power. Like, yeah, you know? actually have can he be- actually be Bane this time, though? Yeah, can he be Bane? But he's still good. You know, I like he was His performance was great. He just turned out to be a henchman in the dark. Yeah, he but did. When, when he hits the juice button, can they swap out Tom Hardy with The Rock and see what happens? <laughs> oh, wow. No, they're going to turn him into Venom. He just oh, no. gets way more charismatic. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich, I'm with you. I guess we don't know until we see it. Jack, what you got? All right. Um, I would like to see Please Jessica Chastain. Some, some, like, assistant that works at Wayne Tech. We just want to follow his life. <laughs> I, I want to see Bill from the second floor. <laughs> Is that not acceptable? Do I not get to make my list, or do I get to make my list? I want to see Bill from HR. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, like, he has an interesting and... story. <laughs> And I'd like him to be played by Denzel. No, I would have, let's have, it's an obvious choice, but let's go Jessica Chastain as Poison Ivy. Good call. How would you handle it in this world so far? Well, the thing about Poison Ivy is it doesn't have to. Now, I wouldn't mind seeing some genre bending bend a little bit as far as yeah. how the these characters start to get flushed out. Um, but Poison Ivy's on the spectrum where it doesn't have to be giant man-eating plants that she controls. You can deal with the floral elements and you can deal with the way she manipulates she people. and the Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you can, so she can have a kind of real world context that I think could fit in really well. And she's a dope ass actress. She's a redhead. She's exactly the character already. You don't get to do anything. Um, I do think that, I don't know if I would put all these in the sequel, but I think Batman doesn't really exist without a Joker and how you would handle the Joker is a tough one. Um, so my list on that is, I think we need a Joker, uh, and I would be happy seeing maybe one of three people, unless you cast it, unless you were looking for an original talent, which might be the better way to go, I would think William Defoe is already the Joker. You look at his face, look at his characteristics, look at his sensibilities, this is a guy who, given the chance, would probably give us a Joker the likes of which we've never seen. Yep. So will yes. William Defoe be on the top of my list? I also think Jake Gyllenhaal given the opportunity, could pull off a pretty phenomenal Joker. Yeah. Um, You shred the weight down. And then I also think someone like David Tennant could be an incredible Joker. He's a little taller, a little more lengthy, which is uh, iconically a little more interesting physique for the Joker. And David Tennant's a phenomenal actor. Um, I did not love him in the Jessica Jones series, but I've loved him in pretty much everything else I've ever seen him in. So I think with the right script and the right op- uh, right kind of context, this guy would crush uh, a Joker performance. Um, all right, so Poison Ivy, Joker. And the other one, I would take Andy Serix. Is that how mm-hmm. you say his last name? Yeah, and I was, huh? Andy Circus, right? Circus, Sir. yes. I take Andy Circus, and I would cast him as Clayface. He's already and- Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> we just have no would you just freeze? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> he's, he's I'd still, no way. I'd still cast him as Clayface because Clayface can have anyone's face, and Andy is a phenomenal actor who played just about anything. Yes. I mean, he's also yeah. he's your go-to mocap guy, and I think the way you could. Um, 
you know, maybe Alfred's just one of the faces he acquires. Now, how does the face exactly work? I don't think it would be like um, Game of Thrones where the no-face face guy was taking faces, but he could be a serial killer that's literally taking faces. Oh, you know what I mean? Like a better version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre just out on this real... How could you make the version we just saw better, Jack? We're going to talk about that. Let me, let me t- yeah, we can talk about that. Um, regardless who does it, I think he'd be a, a great choice. I think a kind of, I think you could lean out of the supernatural if you wanted a more real world context. But Clayface could be a really interesting villain to try to pull off in a real world scenario. How do you still pay homage to who he is? Mm, I like that. It's That's got, dope. Yeah. That's fire. That's fire. Uh, I'm basically taking a lot of your choices. So um, here we go. I, I do think you can't have a Batman without a Joker. And I know that Jack Nicholson killed it and then followed by iconic Heath Ledger and then, you know, Walking Phoenix killed it in a whole different way and it makes it feel like this character's untouchable. But literally, every time you reboot Batman, you need to reboot Joker with him. Like, you cannot have Batman without Joker in a franchise. And I'm with you, man. Willem Dafoe, I think as an actor, he brings a presence where before you see it, you're thinking, like, he's going to eat you guys alive. Like Robert Pattinson, he's like, you already feel the tension. And then you can just let him do what he does. And I'll be like, yo, I just want you to read Killing Joke. That's your Joker. You're the Joker that will shoot Barbara Gordon and paralyze her, strip her naked, and just show her father pictures to prove you can break someone's mind like yours is broken. Like, that's your Joker. Not just anarchy, not just crime, just straight up like mayhem, mayhem. And I think he, he would kill it. He would kill it. I mean, he can pretty much just do what he did as Green Goblin if he wants to. Um, but what's nice about Defoe is you know he wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't have to do anything to his face but lighten it up. Like, it already does it. Has it. He has the facial structure for it. In fact, when he hosted SNL a couple weeks ago, he did a whole monologue about how he should be, how he should be the Joker. Really? Yes. You have to watch Dude, it. like, he's, he's one of those people who smiles and gets scarier if he wants it to be. Um, yeah. And I, in this, a similar way, I don't think you have Batman without Two-Face. I think Harvey Dent has to be in there somewhere where you have a good guy who goes bad. And Jack, I, Jake Gyllenhaal, you brought him up for, for Joker. I think he would make an amazing Two-Face because he's the kind of guy you would look at and think he's the hero of your story. And then you start watching almost every movie he's in. And you're like, oh, you're not. Though something something's off about you, he has that wonderful quality to him. Um, I think he make a great two face. And then uh, my third, I agree with you. I want Bane, but not Tom Hardy. <laughs> no, I, I I don't want to bring back people from the past because it's like yeah. they already did it, and he's too small. Sorry, he's just too small. They had to like shoot weird angles to make it look like he was bigger than Christian Bale. And like how, how big is Tom Hardy? In fact, I'll Google that right now. He's pretty short, man. Is he? Yeah. You see, camera works. For uh, those of you who don't know, Lawrence is about 6'2", 6'3", so just about everyone's pretty short to him. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, just to clarify, he's 6'2". Tom Hardy is so not Tom Hardy is No, 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 no. Lawrence, Lawrence is 6'2". Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'm 6'3". Let's keep it up. Right. Rich is like, you are not get taller than me. <laughs> Batista. Would kill Bane. He would. He would. He would. I go sign that one. Yeah, Batista. I'll give you that. Because he has this real soft-spoken, like, sensitive thing, and he's a thinker, but he's also freaking Jack. And I don't. He don't need to do no pushing a button or nothing. But what about the guy who played the mountain. Oh, Bjorn. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing him as like Simon S- Solomon Grundy or something. Yeah, I could see him doing that. Yeah. 
But instead, uh-huh. in this world, Solomon Grundy is like just has like unfortunate mental issues, and he just fights and wants to be left alone. I He's think not- where I'm interested, I I am not not interested in seeing a real world Batman thing that sets up a real world and then starts finding a way to to push the genre a little bit. I'm by, hoping, but maintaining groundedness. I think I think that's why I'm the most excited for this film because the Nolans, it was so realistic it couldn't but this one you feel the it's stylized you feel it like he's, he's taking straight up machine gun fire a foot away like this movie is well, stylized. don't make it that don't make any sense i'm sorry it just don't it just don't make any what style is that ridiculous it's style where a guy lives in a cold suit and can freeze stuff right so honestly actually <laughs> listen if this guy can take machine gun fire from three inches away then definitely we can have a mr freeze I think we so. We can have a clay face, I and we can so. have a uh, a juicer bane that grows double um, in size. Might pushing it. We'll see. I mean, all right. So Tom Hardy's five nine. Bane is supposed to be six eight normal before he juices, and he juices six, up eight. seven three. Yeah. He's bigger than Jack Reacher. <laughs> Nobody. No one. Jack, shut your mouth. No one's bigger than Jack Reacher. <laughs> No, Bane's a big guy. And the, and the thing with Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy can get jacked if he wants to, but you have to get so jacked you look bigger than Bale, who's already jacked in a bat suit. You have to get bigger than him in his suit for it to work. And it's like, unless you're freaking The Rock or Batista or The Mountain or whatever, you're not going to be able to just do that. Batista's um, 53. Yeah, man. I, and I love that for Bane. He should be older, wiser. He, he's calculating. He's he's a freaking terrorist. He's a he's not a henchman, Christopher Nolan. Anyways, wonderful picks, guys. Great job. We got Ratcatcher two. We got freaking Alfred as <laughs> Clayface. We got Bob from HR. And we yep, got Bob, Bob from by, HR. by Denzel Washington. By Denzel. <laughs> by Denzel Washington. Denzel. Hey, he's got, he's got a Fox? cameo with Jimmy. Nah, I'm not Lucius Fox. I'm Bob. We're having a good time because it's about to end right now. Let's get to our main event. It's It's time time for the the main main event. event. So, guys, we have much to cover this week because we're all not watching the same shows and there's too much to binge on. And we're like, let's do something genre adjacent. Let's get us to the Batman. What can we watch that's easy that's genre adjacent? And I'm like, your Rich is a horror film guy. He'll appreciate this, right? Wrong. Except for the <laughs> cast before, he literally told us, hey, uh, don't recommend anyone watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What does Lawrence do? If you do? bothered goes, to show up, I definitely say <laughs> it was hard. What does Lawrence do? Goes, I said well, we watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Rich has such strong opinions about this movie. How can we not talk about it? So let's do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very brief recap. That's what this movie deserves. It's a very, very brief recap. We get four young Gen Zers driving into pretty much a ghost town. You got the black guy. You got the hot blonde girl. You got the kind of jerk attitude girl. And you got the girl, you know, who's been through something, which pretty much points that she's gonna the one that survives this thing because, you know, right. she's been through stuff. Uh, they go into a town. They meet some really weird people. There's articles and stuff, news all over the place, basically saying that this movie is a sequel to the original. They hammer that home. This is a sequel to the original. We're erasing everything that came before this. And they show what happened to the only survivor. Her name is Sally. And they show her picture from the first movie. The kids go to town. 
they're like have this i don't know what the plan is here he's like a chef he's busing people to this film set i'm sorry ghost town <laughs> and he's gonna have them all buy property to build the set i, I don't understand the he business dantetopia yes so he brings, he's busting basically investors and entrepreneurs out here to buy into this, build their own town, set up their own businesses, and pretty much create their own system. I don't know. It, it's weird. So while they're there, they go into a house that belongs to them. There's an old woman there who's coughing and hacking and breathing into a thing. And she's like, this is my house. This is my house. Like, no, it's not your house. It's not your house. Black dude sees the Confederate flag in deep Texas. And he's so shocked and surprised. It's like, oh, dude, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What are we Bless doing? So he gets upset. He basically says, this is our house. He's going to call the cops. She kind of faints and falls out like she's about to die. And then some big hulking dude comes from upstairs. And it's like, who can that be? It's probably Leatherface. He takes her. They get in the ambulance. She dies in the ambulance. He goes berserk. He kills the cops in there. The blonde girl's traveling with them. He eventually kills her. I have to say, those kills are pretty gruesome. And I thought it was actually kind of sick how he cut off his, I guess, quotation mark, mother's face and yep. wore that as a leather face. I thought that was fairly interesting. Very um, psychopathish, right? With uh, the relationship with mother. It was a little interesting. Remember uh, 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 Anthony Perkins, Alfred Hitchcock? Old school. Oh, okay. oh. Oh, yeah. Um, so then, uh, or Psycho, I don't know. So then um, he goes into town and pretty much like he just starts murdering everybody. And black guy doesn't die first. It's pretty great. Pretty great. But he I does die third. third. <laughs> he, he dies right away at third. And the yeah. lame is dead. Town is just hacked with a little thing. Not even like crazy gruesome. And the death starts happening and the people don't know what's going on. And they're running around the house. And he has the quietest chainsaw you've ever seen in your life. So quiet that while it's on rich he can hear the girl lift the window he can hear the creak of a window lifting from across the house yeah, over the sound on. of a chainsaw he's carrying that's um, old school chainsaw from the 60s they don't make them like they used to they don't man like silent oh, so, then, the uh, so then he pretty much goes into they, they run into the bus the keys are gone he kills everybody in the bus the two sisters are left he chases them down then the survivor from the first movie chris she shows up because she's got some unfinished business. Oh, it's she like, does. Goodness, man. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis and Friday. It's, like, it's, like, it's like the new Halloween. The new Halloween. It's like, yo, this is really dope. She's coming back. What does she do? Nothing. He kills her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he kills her pretty quickly. But she does, like, get a shot off to distract him. The girl, like, she, 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 she chainsaws him in the chest or stabs him in the chest or something. And the two girls leave. One, the girl, I should add, is a school shooting survivor. I don't know why that's part of the plot, but it is. And she got shot before. Why is that there? Reasons. So then they got into there. And this is also like a Mercedes-Benz commercial because they get in the Benz, right? And it's driving, self-driving. And that's when Leatherface grabs her out the car, chainsaws one of their heads off. And the other sister looks from the roof for the car as Leatherface Macarena's with her sister's head. The end. <laughs> what you guys think? Uh, uh, can I start on this garbage? No, first of all, I want to go on the record to say that I... I said that we should we should review an anime, but no one wanted to look at it, so we got to and, do this garbage. 
I would like to go on the record and say I actually seconded that we should have reviewed an anime and taken Rich's advice from the podcast before where he highly did not endorse talking about this film. Since we are talking about the film, though, let me also go on the record as saying I think the biggest problem with this film is the fact that it's a sequel. And here's why I say that. The original film came out in 1977. 1977. This film came out in 2022. That would be 45 years after. Now, let's assume for a moment that Leatherface was, I don't know, 25, 30 in the first movie. (laughs) That would mean he's a minimum age of 70 in this movie. So Leatherface is 70 years old. I'm not saying that a 70-year-old guy doesn't have energy. But here's the level of energy that Leatherface has in this movie. We see him kill a bunch of cops, survive a car wreck, <laughs> break a guy's arm in half with his with one hand. One hand, like one hand. He runs several miles back to town on foot. He is stabbed, punched, kicked, hit by a car. He is <laughs> shot several times with a shotgun, and he is cut from the belly to the face with his own chainsaw, and then he's drowned to death. And then, even after all that, he has enough energy to, as Lawrence said, dance the Macarena while twirling a a severed head. Oh, plus, and I skipped this, he does bench press half the town while cutting them with his chainsaw. And he's 70, man! Okay, I'll buy like half of that, but all of that? It's a big problem with the film, because it's a sequel. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I what, what bothers me about these movies is I'm rich. You know, we we'll watch mindless horror movies. Sometimes they're fun. Bad horror yeah, movies are fun. Yeah. What's bad about this for me is that and 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 Halloween did it too. Whenever you're saying this is a direct sequel to the original, for the most part, the originals are considered masterpieces. Correct. So like, if you tell me this is one of the next sequels, we're gonna have fun. That's okay. But if this is a sequel to the original. You're erasing everything else, and you're bringing one of the main characters back. We're like, oh, there's expectations here now. Because the first Texas Chainsaw freaked people out. It felt real. It didn't feel like you know, this hokey you stuff. You know why? There was no blood in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It let the audience do all the heavy lifting. And it was about fleeing this family, right? It's about like, like, can we get away? The, the tension was, can we survive this? Right. Not mm-hmm. us, Jason going around cutting everybody. So in this supernatural movie, powers. Yeah, you're right. Leatherface was never supernatural. At least he wasn't in the original. I didn't he was. He broke that guy's arm with one hand. Like, snap. Well, I, I don't one. like my my. That's the issue, is that it wasn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was Halloween or Friday the 13th, which is a different mask on. Yeah. And Texas Chainsaw is very specific, right? It's about this town. It's about this house. It's about this weird freaking family. Um, I only seen one of them. I saw the one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. From McCon- like the whole house, like the sheriff and the mother, and then you had the face in the back. It was bizarre. But it was like, it's not about this. And it felt like, and then to bring the main character in just for her to die like that, it's like, you don't bring the survivor from Why? the original movie <laughs> just, to get- just to die. The same way in Halloween, you don't bring the survivor back for her to be laid up in a bed for most of the movie. Like, you don't, for what purpose? So it felt like, why you race all the canon. Why not just make another sequel and have fun? And we would accept, I would accept it. Uh, thought the kills weren't creative. Like, if it's gonna be just a paint by numbers, then let's get gruesome here. Let's get freaking Saw. Like, show me something different or show me something 
gory as hell. Uh, why is he supernatural? Like, why does he have to be supernatural? He literally knows the town better than everybody else here. He can be using that to his advantage. He doesn't have to be supernatural. So I t it's just a bad movie. But Rich, is it a bad movie that will be good in a couple of years because it's fun to watch a bad horror movie? It's not, it was, there was no fun in watching this movie at all. Like, I, I couldn't even pick anything fun out of this. This movie is just going to be trash. Like, it's going to be a Netflix movie that will never come out on anything other than Netflix. And it's just going to be doo-doo, man. It's doo-doo. Like, it's not going to be trash. It is trash. It is you know, a hot dumpster fire in the middle of the summer. <laughs> so, so this movie was originally supposed to be theatrically released. But because the test screens were so bad, it went straight to Netflix. Wow. Well, it, here's why it's so bad. It also has no logic in the film. The girls, the two sisters, three separate times had a really simple opportunity to leave. Ultimately, yeah. amounting to them eventually getting in a car and then hitting autopilot instead of driving away. Three separate times they're in a car and could leave. Also, here's another thing. Make no sense. This guy, I'm assuming, buried his chainsaw in the wall of that house let's say sometime in the 80s. Maybe he didn't do it right after in the 70s, but probably sometime in the 80s. Yo, that thing started up right away. Had no problem. He went kick, 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 wham, 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 Remember when after he had drowned to death and then he jumped out of the water and he looked like a dolphin doing like a full body leap out of the ocean? <laughs> you know how hard it is to jump out of water like that? And he's 70! <laughs> and at that point, he'd already been shot, hit by a car, stabbed, punched, kicked. Yo, man, what happened to this movie? So here's where the movie went wrong for me the first minute we watched the movie dante is driving a tesla why is he pulled up at the gas pump number one you drive an electric car pull up the yeah. gas so either they don't know what they're doing or b he's just a huge jerk who is super inconsiderate to everyone number two <laughs> probably that yeah these people are supposed to be super woke super inclusive of everyone the first dude they see that's slightly different than them they say he has a small penis because mm -hmm. he has a gun in texas yeah so this was a movie was a guilty pleasure movie i know as we're three brothers of shadow milk we're supposed to black we're supposed to back black characters real or fictional but i was i was counting down till they killed that negro because i was like this guy needs to get off my screen wait wait, wait. he he wasn't the one cracking the jokes he was terrible lawrence lawrence he, they, they were all insufferable except for the girl who got shot all these characters were terrible and i was rooting for leatherface like leatherface get out there and kill all these super well, woke that's like, the even the texas ranger girl you couldn't root for her either and you're like if no. i'm rooting for anyone i should at least be rooting for the girl from the 70s to vindicate something that she wasn't ever able to vindicate and you can't root for her either because she makes no logic she literally locks the girls in I her back seat the dude who uh was the guy in the beginning they made fun of because he turned out to be an all right freaking guy he was yeah and then he, what happens to him you think he's, he's, in real, he's as soon as it, yeah he was the one I'm like, okay, he's he's the guy here. They did the switcheroo. I thought he was going to be bad, too. Every death was wasted. Also, and the murder scene in the bus, how stupid was that scene? Like, really? Dad, Nobody if saw, thought... If you saw your friend die in front of you from getting hacked in the face, do you go back to the bus with a bunch of people, don't be like, talk about not... it, and just wait? 
Yes. No. No. <laughs> one. Yeah. Exactly. One. Do not let everyone get hip to what's going on in the environment you're in. Two. When the guy walks through the front door with the chainsaw, every bus I've ever seen pretty much has a back door. You tell me this one didn't have a back door, and even if it didn't have a back door, which I don't believe it didn't have a back door, did you see how easy it was for her to open the window? It just slid right open. And you're telling me that a bus with 50 people crammed into it, not one of those idiots thought to open a window, instead they all just screamed and ran their head first into the chainsaw? This movie was so bad. Man, I wish I wish Texas Chainsaw happened like in the hood, because it'd be like, 50 black dudes, this guy got one chainsaw, we'd be like, we might, like, some of us might not make it, but most of us, we should make it. He got one chainsaw. We running. We out. We don't even know why the other person is running. We just gone. Like, we'll figure it out later once we we down the block. Or it'd be cool if it took place in Texas where every single person has a gun and they would just shoot him. Everyone would just shoot him. Well, I've seen more guns in Walmart than I have in this stupid movie. Yeah. The problem was only like three people, four people that actually lived in that town that were from yeah, they were from Texas. Were a bunch of of hipsters that were you know probably like anti-gun. And what were they doing? They were just picking a town out of nowhere. They're like, this is a great investment. Let's pick a town out of nowhere and buy up the entire town. It's like, wait, wait. Okay, cool. You're gonna you're gonna take over a town and you know redo it and bring it back to life. But the reason that the town is dead because there are no jobs in the area. So how are you going to bring this? It's like, what the? Ah. Thank you, but at the same time, But at the same time, it kind of made sense because, like, if these people are working from home, then yes, I can see how they can bring this town back to life. Because now that's the thing, working from home. So I'll give it that, but at the same no. Does anyone live close enough to this downtown to make No, because they said they, they were, like, four hours away. So who's, like, they were talking about creating restaurants and a comic book store. Theaters. Like, they weren't talking about, like, homes and houses and apartment complexes. Like, who's coming out here? Unless they're yeah, trying to make, man, like, out. I could also see, like, making, like, little, like, niche hotels and whatever it be. I'm oh, sorry, Airbnbs and, and yeah. crap like that and getting, like, traffic in that way. But like, I mean, oh, they were like, we want to create our own Vegas. Or we're going to start small like, here. Yeah. Like, an attraction. I, I could have been like, okay, I can see how that can work. Outside of Houston, you have this casino or whatever that could work i was was really confused right off the bat too when the kid i understood his offense to seeing the flag but i didn't understand his audacity to running into that woman's house going up flights of stairs into her personal bedroom before even meeting the person and trying to rip it off he's a garbage person that's why no thing was um he he mistakenly thought he bought the house because all the houses were in, I guess, his name or whatever the case may be. They, 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 the, the bank owns the property and ends up being that she actually owned the property. But, so he made a mistake. He was a dickhead for but that. I, I like he didn't know she was there when he first went in the house. Right. Like everyone's not supposed to like, only people that are supposed to be there was, were just the sheriff and his deputy or whatever. And then the guy, the, the contract. I didn't see him trying to get rid of the Confederate statue. No. I think right. he kind of knew, though, because remember when he was in the, in the, in the bus looking for the the, 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 the the deed or the title? He's like, oh, no, it's not here. I must be back in the office. He's like, bro, you knew that house wasn't yours. You just killed yeah. that uh, lady. He was jerk. a jerk. I just thought he thought it was vacant. But once he saw her, he was being a jerk. He was doubling down. Yeah. Yeah, he doubled down on... But it wasn't like human behavior. That's what was so weird about it. It was conflict in a script for the sake of getting the conflict moving. Yeah. He 
as a businessman, seeing that Confederate flag, he was acting kind of like a child. He was acting like she called him a Negro to his face, like off jump. Well, That's but he was even like he, the, the justification was, I've got people on a bus coming to look at this place. Dog, man, you know that these people are going to get off the bus and see a half million things that you're unexpected. And that's part of the renovation process. Look mm -hmm. at what we're going to have to, you know, yeah. he's more than just a coat of paint. If he bought the entire town, why was he so nervous when the sheriff was there waiting for him? If you're, if, why, if you're, if you're moving that much money through a town and the, the town gives you people to help you, why are you all nervous? Like you're, you're, you're about to get like racially this, broken. If knocks on my door, comes into my house. I'm, I'll get nervous on my own. Friend. No, no, on the street. I'm talking when he ran to him on the street. Of course he's nervous. He's driving a freaking Tesla and some cop pulled him over. What you talking about? Come on, man. If he, he wasn't said, nervous, I'd be like, this is mad unrealistic. This whole this whole movie is trash. <laughs> that might have been the most realistic part. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. I'll tell you why it wasn't. If I go in and I bought this entire if I bought this entire town and then they said, okay, Chris, you're, you you know you're coming through to have all these people here and the police were there waiting for me, I would expect them to come out and say, hi, Mr. St. Victor, we're here to help you, blah, blah, blah. I would be like, oh, no, the police are here to, to, to profile me and yank me out of the car. I'm running things now. I expect a certain level of of of, of response. And if he's a businessman like he's supposed to be a businessman, he should just expect it. Dude, he was driving down this street. Them cops pulled him over for nothing and pretty much antagonized him. They don't care if he bought this town. They want no black. I don't think they were antagonizing him, though. I don't think they were. I think they made it seem like they were, but I think he was playing the victim. They pulled him over for no reason. No, That's they didn't pull him over. They flagged him over. And they're like, and then here's my car if you need anything. They flagged wait, him over. No, yeah, they were wait, being weird. Wait, in the beginning of the movie. Yes. They didn't, they they didn't the pull him over. He's right. There is yeah, a distinction. They, yeah. they stopped him, but they were parked on the road as he drove towards the police. They waved him over. Well, still, that's getting pulled over. The police are making you do something you weren't intending to do. They made you stop your car. Yeah. So how are you supposed to respond to that? He's like a regular In person. Texas. A regular person. Like Texas is. Nah. Yeah. That was the most. And he, and he was. What did he do? He, he looked nervous. Who wouldn't look nervous? Man, he bought the entire town. You should expect them to, to, to be there at his service. That sounds like you're getting shot, Chris. <laughs> you would. Cop pull, Rich, cop pull Chris over. He expects him to call him sir. <laughs> like, okay. I'm going to show this okay. fucking Negro something right now. Look, look, we've all been yanked out of the car. We've all been held at, we've all been held at gunpoint before. We've all had our car tossed and our car searched. You've all been thrown up against the car. I know I have numerous times. So, so then what are you talking about? So I no no I'm just saying I got my I I, I get I just the the way they set this movie the way they set this guy is his level of business there's no reason why he should be acting the way he's acting there's no reason why I, acted I fine. Like they, no they, no wait in the car he acted fine he just put his hands on the wheel said hello officer like he didn't do anything crazy in the car when he saw the Confederate flag his reaction was pretty strong I ain't gonna lie he had a very strong reaction to seeing it which in Jack's point allowed them to have conflict for conflict's sake. Because without the Confederate flag, they would talk to this old lady like, oh, you must be confused. Like, if you saw an old lady who's in a house that you believe you bought, she shouldn't be there, you're going to think, I need to take care of this woman. She's confused. She might be senile. The Confederate flag allowed there to be anger and conflict, which wasn't necessary. Yeah, right. I guess. What was funny is the lady was so adept to addressing that quickly, too. She said that came from an antiquated time that had nothing to do with her and what she stood for there. So any reasonable person would also heard the heard an older woman say, I understand what that flag represents to a bunch of people, and it's not what it's here for. Right. 
So she, so she very quickly spoke to the nature of it. So in the nature of being woke, they just gave us an angry black man trope. And then they killed him off pretty quickly. Which yeah. I was <laughs> all is right in the world. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. I got a challenge for us. What's that? Let's each find one thing we liked about the movie. I, I like that there was an AR-15 rifle in it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Rich, you know what? Like- I, I, like, I like the contractor because, you know, I liked his shop or whatever that building was. With the yeah, nice freaking shop. With a four post lift, yeah, why not? It was a guilty pleasure. The first 20 minutes was a guilty pleasure movie because I was happy to see those woke millennials get the business. After that, it fell apart for me because I just just had such disdain for them just the way they were. They were just so annoying. I was like, I was rooting for Leatherface, so that was the part I liked. And then after that, I was like, okay, I've had enough. Um, I enjoyed, even though it didn't play out at all, I always enjoy when they honor the original. And they're able to use footage and stuff like it's all part of canon, especially if you have, even though it doesn't make sense, he should be 70 years old, you're right. But when they honor the first one, there's something about it that's like, I always enjoy that everything. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that part. That's Jack. a really good one. Jack. You can't say ending credits. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it was, wait, hang on, hang on. Hour 23 on. minutes, Jack. <laughs> Go ahead, wait. Yeah. Where was the Netflix test Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie filmed. That's probably Canada. Bulgaria or something like that. <laughs> I don't think it was here. Nah, it could have been here. I feel like I read it, though. Oh, my God. It took place in Bulgaria. Well, yeah. oh, I wow. was going to say I like that it was was it was shot in Bulgaria. Well, that's the problem with the film, ladies and gentlemen. We <laughs> <laughs> needed to go shoot this movie in Texas. They would have gotten to the root of what it meant to be human. Instead, they took it to Bulgaria, which isn't to say oh, there aren't humans in Bulgaria. No, there certainly are. Our Bulgarian listeners. Oh, Bulgaria. We love you. <laughs> but people in Bulgaria aren't running around with chainsaws chopping people up, at least not to the degree that happens in Texas. Texas they, is a very special Texas? place, y'all. I'm in Texas right now. <laughs> Me too. I mean, look, Texas yeah. is one step but, above Florida. But I want you to remember this, Lawrence. You're not out of Texas yet. Oh, thanks, Jack. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's what I liked about the film. That you thought it wasn't. Wait, wait, what did you like about it? Exactly. Moving there you on. go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, as you can tell, we didn't like this movie. Um, but it is fun talking about it. And honestly, I still it, 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 it it's on Netflix. It was on a Saturday. My kid was taking a nap. I didn't want to start anything that I'd be so into I couldn't turn off. I threw this bad boy on and that doesn't it, give you that problem. It was, a, it was a nice mindless huh? doing just about anything would be better than watching this. In fact, if you sat in a corner and just stared at your blank wall for about two hours, you probably have a better time. Wow. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about the survivor real quick, because they really juiced her up. They really gassed her up like she was going to come in there and do something like spectacular. And they just proceeded to get just chopped in the mix section, lifted in the air and just ran through on a chainsaw and then fall down. It took like 15 minutes to die and still shoot off. Like what? Like your lungs, your heart, your spine, everything is chewed up. How are you still living right now? Reasons. Rich? Her death was so unspectacular. That's the part of the movie where, like, I get upset by how, like, Jack gets upset with Zack Snyder. It's like, when you you take an original character and do that to them, you kind of just pissed all over it. Like, you don't do that to the original Survivor. And the one thing about Halloween, as much as they've been bad, they have not just killed off Jamie Lee Curtis like that. Because that you if you did that in that way, 
You just pissed all over your own franchise. And I felt like they did that. It's like, you don't do that. What was the point of saying this is a sequel to the original? This is the new part two. Just to massacre like she's nothing. And like, you don't yeah. care about this movie. You don't care about this franchise. Nope. You know? Yeah. And how did she spend the last 45 years being a Texas Ranger searching for this guy who, yes, okay, maybe he was wearing a mask, but he's massive. His physique is unlike anyone. Plus, all you're doing is looking for a, someone who apparently has supernatural human abilities. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. She I didn't find like this person? Leatherface is, is not a smart criminal mastermind, and I feel with a thorough police investigation, and he's still in Texas. Yeah, still the he same probably house. Probably would have found him. <laughs> he's in the same town, same house, same everything. Just chilling. He like, stayed, like he's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was really hoping that we'd get a better chance to identify with her character because just just like uh, Rich said, they really gassed her up, man. And I was like, I was waiting for not just the survivor, the survivor that went off and reinvented herself as a hero. Yeah. On a quest. Yeah. It's like this wasn't just her. She was coming back with a vengeance and on a mission. Yeah. And then instantly they had her doing stupid shit. Like she locked the kids up in the back of her cruiser and then walked off with a shotgun and was following after the guy. And I was also like, how does it's funny every now and again, you get a real bad horror movie and we, we got a real bad horror movie where somehow the person on screen can't tell the difference of whether sound is coming from the left the right in front of them or behind them and they're so disorientated you're like yo man how do you not know where sound is traveling from he's right there with a chainsaw making mad noise he's not discreet he's not discreet man he's not discreet because he's not smart like that he's not trying to be discreet i felt like it's kind of like that it's this movie wasn't woke you know and not woke in a good way i feel like it it was fake wokeness it was like we said the black dude is going to be kind of woke but that's just to make him obnoxious, so he starts conflict, and then he gets killed. I and mean, then horror movies have been known for needing the the virgin girl survives. That's the one who survives. Like the male's idea of who's so virtuous who can survive. And this movie took that survivor, and like you said, Jack, made her a hero over the last forty something years. So she comes back as a hero. She's not that little girl who was running through the freaking grass in Texas. She comes back with a shotgun, and they're like, "To hell with you." Yep, that's it. Like, what was the point of that? That's like watching Bruce Wayne go on a whole journey, come back to Gotham City, and just get shot in the face day one. <laughs> what was the point? Come yep. on. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> that funny, Rich, I actually would like, like to see that film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that was our review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was going to ask you guys what would you do to make it better, but I don't even know if that question's even... Not Watch a different movie. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh-huh. I would have I taken the script, dropped it in the nearest waste paper basket, and just started over. Yeah. Fair, fair. So our way of making this movie better is not making this movie. Yeah, um, it would be better. It would be much better for everyone. We know we're being harsh here. And we are being harsh. We're having fun. At the end of the day, we know no filmmaker, no studio sits out to make a bad movie. It's With just the sometimes of maybe this one. Well, 
I think business comes in play, making money comes in play, timing comes in play, and all these things start to matter more than the story. You know, you're like, it's IP, it's Leatherface, it's going to make money, let's just make it, he kills people, yada, yada, yada. And it's like... You think it was cheaper to shoot in Bulgaria than it would have been to shoot in, like, Austin? Austin's, like, one of the fourth biggest film ta- up-and-coming film towns now. Had and there's uh, yeah, taxes and cutbacks and everything. It had, it had so to be good. some loophole to shoot in Bulgaria. Yeah. Why would you shoot in Bulgaria? That's Tax breaks, COVID as well, COVID, depending yeah. when they were shooting this. Yeah, they don't go to Bulgaria just to go to Bulgaria. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't want Texas. They wanted outside, away from civilization. Like, we didn't actually get to feel the cities and towns of Texas. It just was, it could have been Albuquerque, New Mexico. It could have been anywhere. Anywhere with dirt. It's handy and dusty. Ooh, we suck. Jeez, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me bad. <laughs> well, you got any recommendations for it? I saw Venom, yeah. too. <laughs> well, listen, listen. Venom Two was a good time. This is this was high, this was high garbage. But yes, I have some recommendations. So, see Dante get sliced up, make me think. Like, what are movies where people got what they deserved? So here's my list of five movies where people got what they deserved. I like this list. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Number one, Hans from Inglorious Bastards. A, a, a Christoph Waltz character when they they carved the the swastika on his forehead, he definitely yeah. got what he deserved. Yes. Two, Django Unchained, Steven, Samuel Jackson's character, the, the house Negro. <laughs> Django, you black bastard. <laughs> oh, man. He got what he deserved. Yes. Number three, it is true, this man has no dick. Walter Peck from Ghostbusters 1. <laughs> <laughs> he was in marshmallows. Yes, he was a jerk and he got what he deserved. Number four, Harry Ellis from Die Hard, the guy who gave uh, John McClane's wife the Rolex and was like, Hans, Bubby. And he tried to negotiate with Hans. <laughs> he gets Hans, Bubby, baby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> exactly. He got what he deserved. <laughs> last on my list is Scar from Lion King, getting tossed off the cliff by Simba. He definitely yes. got what he deserved. That's wow. a great list. Good list. Very good. Bravo, Chris. Well, that is our episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing the band back together again. Please follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. You can see so many of our clips are, are bad, funny jokes that I quite enjoy. They're all there on YouTube. Three brothers and a shot of milk. Man, leave a review. Leave a like, download it, tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. Peace.